So hello everybody, thank you for joining us today. We've had a little break. I'm here in the studio with Jack. Hi everybody. Um, so it's good, <laughs> I don't really know what where to. No, this could end up being a bloopers <laughs> uh, podcast of a pod out for activists, but let's yeah. see how it goes. We have another little guest um, with us today. Yeah, she's got a tiny pair of earphones on her head here already. Yeah, she looks pretty talk. cool, doesn't she? Yeah, she does, yeah. Little activist Ava. So we're we've my newest baby in. She's six weeks. Um, she's quiet at the moment because she's sleeping, but you might hear some strange little noises in the background. And um, yeah, she's she's yeah. here with us today. We thought we'd come in, check in, say hello. I'm checking in with Jack and all the crew here anyway to see how they're getting on. And we have been busy putting plans in place for our next round of episodes of Activist Lawyer. We've loads of exciting guests coming mm-hmm. up. Um, Jack has been working away behind the scenes. Uh, we've so much going on with uh, students who've been contributing blog posts to us and really setting up a, a really uh, great network of practitioners, activists. And um, yeah, so you might fill us in a little bit more on that, Jack. Yeah, so we were doing a pre-recording here before we started um, actually recording and Ava's falling asleep, so I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. Um, but yeah, no, so Sarah's obviously back with baby Ava um, for one recording so far. Um, but yeah, we've missed you. Welcome, have welcome you? back, yeah. I, you say you've missed me, but I haven't <coughs> left you alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like I'm obsessed. Jack, Jack, what about this? Jack, Jack, I know, have you seen this? Her Jack no, is tortured. <laughs> I said today I'm going to, yeah, th- so I'll, I, be, I was in yesterday just about um, our immigration side of things and a little bit about activist lawyer. Mm-hmm. But I said from tomorrow I am going to sit at home, watch daytime TV. Yeah, finish a couple of series on Netflix or something. Oh, I need to get, yeah, the trash is yeah. thick and fast. <laughs> I just started The Hills New Beginning. So anyway, we'll oh not talk way. about that. <laughs> it's not quite appropriate. Ooh, you could do like a review of trash I TV would like that, it. a new podcast on my trash TV <laughs> uh, findings. But aside from that, we've also been looking into various issues that are relevant for this podcast. And one thing that I want to speak to you about, Jack, is you have been busy doing, you're always busy doing something or other um, alongside work and all of those activities. Mm -hmm. Your dissertation. Yes. um, Which is relevant to this podcast, I think. And I absolutely think it's just a fantastic topic. I don't know if you can share a little bit. Yeah, so obviously it's it's on the back of my last dissertation that i done for my undergrad um, degree, it was uh, how institutional discrimination affects uh, the mental health of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a really good dissertation to get done. Um, and now I've gone again, so I've my dissertation to hand in as my last part of my master's, um, and that'll be me done then with my Woo-hoo. masters thank god but yeah no the t- so i can talk a wee, wee bit about it i think i think um so the title of it is is god a political player in stormont right. and then so religion's influence on laws um surrounding abortion and um, same-sex marriage so i'm going to talk about how um people's belief uh within the population of northern ireland mm-hmm. and within uh those who work in Stormont, how it influences legislation okay. around specific topic areas. Mm. Um, so it, it'll, it'll be good and it's very relevant. Very for, relevant yeah. and very interesting and very different, you yeah. know. And I know, um, you know, you, you've come out with some really good findings that we look forward mm-hmm. to hearing more about whenever yeah. you have it actually completed. 
but um, you've lots to work with in this part of the world. <laughs> so I know, I know. You're perfectly placed, and I suppose if you were anywhere else, you, you wouldn't be be doing it. And, and living here, you yeah. actually, I suppose, experience mm-hmm. you know what's happening on the ground yeah. when it comes to the crossover between religion and politics here. And of course, are you covering education too? Covering education All as right. well, yeah. And it's so it's weird because obviously doing assignments from a master's, you're looking at mm. um, legislation and you're looking at change in the past. Yeah. Um, but like when I log on to Twitter or BBC News or something now, I see articles that are specifically about my dissertation that are mm-hmm. changing as we speak. Mm-hmm. Every every couple of days you see a new article about something that is changing around education yeah. or abortion. So it's constantly changing. So it'll be weird to keep up. I could write something one day and then it'll be changed by the, the next week. So it'll, yeah. I'll have to get the balance right. Um, yeah. But it, it's, it's something that I wanted to write because obviously except for education here, nothing mm. really affects me personally, mm-hmm. but I see that it affects other people. Exactly. And that's what I thought, to do a bit of justice, I thought I wanted to speak about those issues that affect mm. other people in Northern Ireland, except for me. Yeah. So I thought it was important to get it down. So we'll see. It's a really live issue, especially around, I'm really interested in the whole integration of education mm-hmm. piece here. Yeah. And I noticed um, last week there was a report in Northern Ireland that 70% of people interviewed said that they would opt I suppose these are parents and, yeah. and adults that they would opt for um, an integrated education system. I know um, even President Higgins um, had commented in the past few months, you know, that that was the the crucial starting point for Northern Ireland, you mm-hmm. know, to get things back on track and to kind of create um, and, and complement our the, the community as it is now. You yeah. know, such a mixed community. There are no longer just you know Protestants and Catholics, and yeah. so. I think that in itself is a really interesting one. And, you know, it'd be great to have someone on here as well to speak about. Yeah, d- definitely, um, yeah. You know, how that's going. But back to the podcast. And I hope everyone enjoyed our last session. I really did. I, I thought Phil Scraton was absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. We really enjoyed speaking with him. And we hope to get, um, you know, quite a high profile guest speaker on each, each session that we do. But really, we had huge feedback from some of our practitioners who gave legal practitioners who gave really sound, solid, practical advice. Mm -hmm. So the feedback we've been getting in from people who follow us and listen has been really around, um, you know, being inspired by hearing their stories and their journeys to how they, you know, started off in college, worked their way up and now work in, whether it's immigration, human rights and criminal justice. So that's really been, um, you know, eye-opening to see the amount of feedback we've had who, um, young people who've been... Young people was the main main one where you've been getting even messages when you're off. off. You've been getting messages from young people saying how inspired they've been listening to um, these solicitors or practitioners yeah. going from where they are right now yeah. and then seeing where they've ended up uh-huh. and that basically gives them this like kind of pathway to follow of exactly where they want to be um, in the future and they've been inspired by yeah. this podcast which is great to hear It is great and it's great that we had um, people on like Karen Berkeley and Stephen Kerwin who were mm-hmm. able to talk about cases that they're currently working yeah. on You know, yeah. so we'll obviously check in with them again to see how they're getting on, I know there mm-hmm. were some ECJ referrals around immigration matters that we're really interested in yeah. here around free movement um, and also just about our own work on immigration, I suppose we're still busy here working on a lot of Irish citizenship cases, yeah. we're looking at delays as an issue because they're ongoing with some clients that yeah. are three years so we're thinking about proceedings around those um, types of cases and we've some really interesting ones too 
um, people who are applying based on ancestry. Yes, yeah, yeah. But kind of outside the box and outside yeah. the norm. So we've made a number of submissions working with um, really fantastic barristers in the Republic of Ireland around um, Brit- mostly British people who are seeking um, to establish you know, their, their Irish citizenship. Yeah. So we'll keep you informed of those cases as they tick along That'll as well be because they're, they're yeah. interesting. But just Jack, what have you been looking at um, in terms of some themes around podcasts and blogging as well. I know you've been writing a wee bit um, around themes that you've been interested in for Activist Lawyer. Yeah, so I was just looking at current news over the last couple of weeks and I thought I'd throw some at you um, to see your thoughts. Throw them at me. Yeah. No, I might not. I've now, only had my fourth cup of coffee this morning. You, so you've been not. watching pure <laughs> trash TV so I don't no. know if you've been keeping up to... I'm a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I was, I was just looking at um, there was a couple of articles going about um, in the last couple of weeks about um, the stop and search powers in the UK. Oh yeah. Um, and obviously, following on the back of this time last year, where George Floyd um, was such a big controversial issue, um, mm-hmm. so a lot of campaigners now have come out um, uh, criticizing the UK government government for um, allowing the search and stop powers to be kept in. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so under the police crime and sentencing and courts bill, the government wants to introduce serious violence reduction orders, which would make it easier for police to check people right. who have who have been convicted of carrying a knife. So it basically t- comes away from uh, you're allowed to stop and search if you have a suspicion that some violence is going to happen, and it's kind of removing that. Mm-hmm. So people are criticising. And the, they've based it off a, a lot of statistics. So a report came out um, into the race equality in Manchester police um, and found that black people in the region were five, 5.3 times more likely to have been stopped and searched than their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you could say maybe is that because crime in the black communities is significantly higher than yeah. in the white communities but then they did a further research and found that um, despite this black people search were only marginally more likely to be found carrying anything illegal with 27.5% of searches on black people resulting in an arrest, and that is in comparison to 25.9% of people wow. for, for white people. Mm. So it, it's not comparative. Um, so yeah, that's... That's, that's big. I actually, it's funny, when I was getting ready to come in this morning, I was listening to, I think it's called FYI, it's a children's news programme on Sky, yeah. my seven-year-old watches it. Um, some of it's probably a little bit advanced, but <laughs> this part, it was about knife crime and Boris was actually, I didn't know you were going to cover this today, but yeah. Boris was actually, Boris as if I know him, <laughs> Boris Johnson was commenting on these changes mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there were um, real life, like the victims um, of knife crime and their families were on speaking about it, yeah. but they, they briefly touched on this. So, I mean, that's a huge, a huge change. Yeah, so there's huge restrictions um, there, but those figures are very, very interesting. Yeah, so there's calls from many human rights solicitors to remove all mm. suspicionless Aye, su- stop yeah. and search um, because it can lead to discrimination and that's what wa- that's mm. what they want to avoid. Yeah, I mean, it's very heavy-handed and I suppose it's not ta- tackling the root of the problem in any way mm-hmm. and that's what campaigners want. That's where they want to start. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, looking at why this is happening, why it's on the increase, what can we do to prevent it? And, and this programme in particular was talking about preventative measures with young people and it's, well, it's down to education, you know, 
Um, poverty is obviously one of the, the the main issues here in areas like Greater Manchester, where a lot of these mm-hmm. statistics are based. So yes, I mean that's that's a huge, a huge um, matter to grapple with. Yeah, and then one that's very relevant right now is yeah. Freedom Day. So when you were off, did Freedom Day happen? I don't so know. It's, uh, There was actually Freedom Day, but then there was actually protests about COVID restrictions on Freedom Day. Um, When was that, July the 19th? Yeah, July the 19th. Um, So I don't know if it was... It kind of came and went, didn't it? Came and went, and I don't really know if it should have been called Freedom Day because it's uh, It's just uh, cringe. Yeah. but yes, so there's there's talk in, in the legal world now about um because it's Freedom Day and does that um remove some restrictions from employers oh. to keep their employer mm-hmm. employees safe, you know, with all of the obviously when we're in here in the podcast you do yeah. there's a lot of stuff that the business has put in place to keep the employees uh-huh. safe. Does that remove that um onus on the employer to remove it? can they remove them? to keep their okay. employees safe because it's Freedom Day. Yeah. Um, and then whether, so I've seen now with the double vaccinated, mm. for people who are double vaccinated, can they, who aren't double vaccinated, can they enter nightclubs? Mm. Um, so there's a lot of talk from, I see Lord Sumption yes. has started saying that you can't tell people who aren't double vaccinated that they can't enter a nightclub and whether the courts will now have to step in because okay. they've kind of they've kind of um, let the government Yeah do what they want over the last couple of years with COVID um, and they've been reluctant to step in. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying that if they are starting to bring in these restrictions that the courts will actually right. have to step in. Okay, so we're going to see a lot of that now. Yeah. But on that topic, I you know, and we're looking at Ireland as well, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody planning to go to the Republic of Ireland at the moment, you know, there's the issue around the passport, the um, vaccination passport that you have to show if you want to eat indoors and, you know, the discrimination apparently mm-hmm. around that and some businesses are refusing even to, to open indoors um, if they have an indoor area because yeah. it's of that fact. But we will see a lot of challenges to this as well and it's only now that people you know I suppose it's business by business isn't Mm -hmm. it and it'll depend on I mean the ethos of particular businesses whether you're a multinational corporate business I I know a neighbour of mine works with Google in, in Dublin none of them are back work yet you yeah. know and um, are in the office or Microsoft one of the bigger companies they're not back they're all still working from home everybody's doing it on a kind of a case-by-case basis depending on on the nature of the company but it will be one to watch yeah. and I think it's going to cause no matter what you believe in whether you're you know pro-vaccinated whatever it might be a huge amount of controversy oh yeah yeah and um, significant legal challenges. Yeah. So I think it's a really interesting space that we'll keep open here just to see what's going on in terms of um, the legal side of any of these developments. Yeah, but of be. course, employers, um, and, and I know here at Granite, in our firm, Granite Legal Services, we have an employment um, solicitor here as well. He's yeah. been dealing with, you know, these queries from various businesses. So yeah. there is a lot of confusion there as well from business owners, yeah. managers, HR departments as well. So we'll see how that plays It'll out. But Freedom Day was just no, it wasn't the wrong. No, it wasn't. And sure, they rolled back on it. Like, you could ah, see yeah. them two days before it. It was almost like... Well, you know, but masks will be mandatory on public transport, or they should be, or you know, so <laughs> typical to form, true to form, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Um, Mixed you know. messages coming out, and it leaves people questioning mm-hmm. what, like, what is happening. If the people at the top don't know exactly mm-hmm. what's happening, how are we supposed to know? Mm-hmm. So these questions that are being raised, but it'll, it'll raise some issues now. 
in the next couple of years, we'll see. It will. It's very, very interesting um, to see how things play out with that. And then, of course, I haven't been talking to you. I'm not going to sit and talk to you about the Euros because I kind of was over that whole thing very, oh, very quickly. I watched every day. You loved it, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, I watched the final. Um, with Obviously, I I did Italian in, in college and I lived in Italy for a while, so I always support Italy if I yeah. aren't playing anywhere. But... Um, it was hard to watch England, you know, go out. But just on that topic, I just was talking about the crowds and the, it was opened up, you know, on a massive mm-hmm. scale. COVID yeah. had just gone out the window. Restrictions had gone yeah. out the window completely. But I'm not sure that the numbers have spiked as much as they, they thought. One issue that I was actually on talking about on Radio Ulster recently was pregnant women and the yes. vaccine. And sadly... Um, there seems to be a huge increase of seriously ill pregnant mm-hmm. women, and I'm just speaking from Northern Ireland, but I'm sure it's across the UK, yeah. who were not vaccinated and had to go in and um, have been, they're hospitalised now. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to, um, I was on talking about this issue because I was told by my midwives at the time that I couldn't get the vaccine mm-hmm. while pregnant. After I had the baby, I was told, no, you still can't get yeah. it because you're feeding, breastfeeding the baby. Yeah. And it was very matter of fact. So I yeah. was just left, you know, when you've just had a new baby, you're very confused. You you know, COVID's on the rise. Yeah. That was only six weeks ago. And I know the messaging has changed now. And it's mm-hmm. very direct that women should be getting the vaccine if yeah. they're pregnant or breastfeeding because it's worse to get COVID, as we can see. Yeah. So again, those messages are changing by the day, yeah. by the hour, really. It's yeah. So it's hard to keep up with. But it was an interesting debate and we had some other speakers on with us who were chatting about their experience as well. And it really depended on your healthcare provider. So yeah. I was quite yeah. unfortunate that I got no advice and yeah. really the wrong advice because at that stage it had changed. But um, I'm, I have my first job now. You know, so sorted Very almost fifty percent sorted. Yeah. So, and uh, that's but yeah. that's the confusion, and I can understand that there is confusion because it's such a yeah. weird situation that we're in. But it leaves people vulnerable to not knowing what the right thing is Absolutely. to do, um, and then it raises even more questions. But it yeah, is. It's, it's a tough one. But I think we'll cover some of that um, in our next few episodes so we've scheduled quite a few um and we're trying to get i suppose a range of issues and a range of mm-hmm. diverse speakers we have we're, we look forward to having maurice hutchinson who is one of the directors of jmk solicitors yep. and she's going to come on to talk about um personal injury matters involving minor settlements and yep. lots of activism that she's been carrying out for the, and her colleagues over the past few years so it's something different for us and yep. um, it's not an area i'm familiar with at all but i'm really keen to have maurice in to We've speak got the to expert us about and it. Italia, exactly what the it's expert about. will be here and we also had Megan Burns who she's done a recording recently who did something that, and again a topic that I know oh, about I, d- I don't think a lot of people I have hadn't, but she's done something with. really interesting she's yeah. looking at cryptocurrency yeah. and activism around it yeah, yeah. so I have heard a little bit of that and I look forward to, to hearing all of it but that's another interesting topic and I suppose it feeds into us trying to get more um, speakers in about law and yeah. tech isn't it Jack? Yeah, yeah it, was, was, it was a great it was yeah. a great podcast like and I know a lot of people that will be listening won't have a clue no. what cryptocurrency was before, yeah. and even if they did, how it linked to activism. Yeah. Um, but I think that's such a great thing. Law and technology is Absolutely. taking off. So it's something different, yeah. and I really look forward to sharing that. Um, and we also have a few practitioners again lined up, Northern Ireland-based, uh, Republic of Ireland and the UK. Mm-hmm. And we have some people working on international projects as well that we hope can join us. So lots to look forward to. Fantastic. Um, this baby just... oh. 
Oh. See, as soon as I said that, she just <laughs> jumped on her skin. Sorry, I won't even <laughs> pretend you're here. Like you. I was just going to say, yeah, she's oh, she's well fast behaved. Like we are that boring that she's fast asleep. Yeah, our big neurey <laughs> voices. <I> know. <laughs> anyway, so anything else you want to fill us in on, Jack? Um, no, there's just been... I just want to give a shout out to all of the like young people and students, including myself, because I'm still a student, I'm trying to hold shout on to that as to long yourself. as possible. Yeah, mm. uh, that have been liking and sharing um, all of our posts on social media and submitting blogs um, for our website. We just want to thank you so much, and we hope that yeah. all of the guests that we bring on, um, I get inspired by them, and I think that's mm. so important for when we bring guests on. That if I feel like I'm inspired, I know that other people will be, yeah. be inspired. Um, so it's just it's it's a great opportunity to listen to some experts in so many different fields. Yeah. And we've lots to read through. We've so many submissions mm-hmm. that we need to kind of take the time to go through them. So apologies for any delay in that. Yeah. And people coming up with really innovative ideas for projects that they're working on or like you Jack doing dissertations etc etc and happy to share that with us so it's really fantastic and we have some exciting plans for for the year ahead uh, that we will be sharing with our listeners very very soon Mm -hmm. I just want to sit here and talk more but (laughs) (laughs) it gets me out of the house doing washing I don't know other baby mother stuff that I should be doing I'd rather be in here well she can be with me drinking coffee I think we've got sausage rolls waiting for us I think so yeah I think Jessica's (laughs) (laughs) so on that note we will um say goodbye yeah and we hope you listen enjoy listening to the next session of activist lawyer please get in touch with us if you have any ideas if you want to come on the show or any names of people that you think might be interested we're always happy to hear thank you everybody for listening and uh with some great guests coming up so stay tuned stay tuned bye This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service. For our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.